Shut up, Jackson. What's up, everybody, and welcome into episode 44 of the We Like the Pain podcast, a show about two teams that are trending up, and I'd say that most of our fans are pretty happy, those teams, of course, being the Houston Texans and Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm your host, Oscar Barkas. And I'm your other host, Sam McFadden. Oscar, it has been a while. Almost, it has. Almost two months since our last podcast. Um, and yeah, we said uh, we were going to take a break for the offseason until the draft, and now it's the month of the draft. Month of the draft, and the Texans have been busy. Jaguars not so much, but there's plenty to talk about as far as football is concerned. Um, and that may be a good thing. Honestly, I'm, I'll talk about it more when, we, when I do my very, very short Jaguars segment. Uh, on this show, but it's a wonderful thing for Jaguars fans right now and something that, frankly, we haven't experienced a whole lot, uh, especially <laughs> not recently. So <laughs> I'm hap- I'm certainly happy. I know you are as far as the Texans are concerned. Why don't we go ahead and get yeah, the questions? Um, Let's wanna, do it. You want to give me yours first? Well, so I can tell from the document that your question is not NFL related. So you go first. You go no, first. it isn't. Fine enough. Fine enough. We can start with this. My, I don't even have a question, really. I, it's more of a, a talking point. Um, we are in a dynasty league together. We are. Uh, I am the commissioner of that league. We're, we're in our third year now of this league. We're fully, fully in swing. Um, although it is, it's just about everyone's first really actual foray into Dynasty. And um, yeah. it's been great. Except for you and I. Right, right. It's been great. Yeah. Um, I, I won the title last year, so of course it's been great. But um, there, I, I'd like to take, this, take some moments to get your opinions on the, the state of the league right now and what I believe are some very fundamental flaws with our league as is. So it is, I, you know, it's been a lot of fun, but I'm excited to hear your complaints. It is, it is early April right now. Um, yeah. And as we know, dynasty, you'll have the same team year in, year out, every time forever. And you draft rookies and all that stuff. And that's a really interesting aspect. It's I, I, I personally love it, but trading and stuff like that, players values and stuff like that, a lot of times it's really different than it is in most of our other leagues. That's fair. Oh, for sure. Which is, yeah. which is fine. Okay. Cause like when you start something like this with a bunch of people who haven't done it before, you expect there to be some sort of lag of people figuring out how to value things, stuff like that. Here's where my yeah. annoyance comes into play. I've been, I've been spending some time recently trying to put trades together and stuff like that. I think both of us like to spend a lot of our time putting trades together and stuff Me like as that. Well. Neither of us have been. It's the most fun part of fantasy it's, football. It's fantastic. It's the best part. Neither of us it's have been. Su- neither of us have been successful, which is kind of besides the point. It's not really about the fact that my trades have been declined, your trades have been declined. Yeah, we ha- hell, we've we you and I have been going back and forth, or had went back and forth last week about a couple of trades for for a couple of days there. Here's the annoyance. Yeah, I've sent out maybe four trades recently. 
three of which not even a response to. And yeah. two of those, one of those trades was stupid. There's a bad trade, but two of those trades, <laughs> I put a lot of time, effort into making sure that they were fair trades, stuff like that. Not even a response. Yeah, it's tough. Which is, first of all, kind of disrespectful. Second of all, sucks. That sucks. Yeah, it's just tough because Dynasty, like when you play in a Dynasty League, it's supposed to be a year-round thing. And our Mm -hmm. league has had one trade in its entirety. I was going to get to that. I was going to get to that. I was going to ask you, Oscar, how many trades do you think have happened in the last two and a half years? And it just gets stale. Like, it's not supposed One, to be stale. <clears throat> so, so yeah, I was absolutely going to get to that. So when people want, don't even respond with a no or a reason for the no that you can work off of, uh, when people aren't engaging in, tr- in any, like any, like any interest to trade, I've heard, I heard this week, I think you were there for it, someone say, it's April 1st. I'm not, gonna, I'm not even going to think about this right now. Yeah, it's disappointing. Which, hey, if you don't want to trade trade your players, they're your players. It's your right to keep your players if you don't want to trade them. That's not really the point. The point is, I feel like there's so little engagement. So little engagement. Sometimes it feels like me and you are the only people that are engaged in it. There's so little engagement, and it's kind of frustrating. Because you're right, there's been one trade in the last... Two years plus whatever amount of months, which is, and it was a completely meaningless trade for Kareem Hunt, and um, it was you and Con- I traded Kareem Hunt and Alan Lazard for Juju, and all of those are just like none of them. Yeah. It really doesn't matter. So you can take this rant to be, oh, Sam's crying, having a temper tantrum because he can't, no one's accepting his <laughs> trades. That's fine. If anyone, if anyone listening to that wants to take it as that, please. The bigger picture here is that if no one's ever going to trade ever. Yeah, we should just have a regular league. Should we, what are we doing? You know? Um, yeah. So anyway, it's, it's a little frustrating. That's, that's kind of the whole, I, the whole idea of the rant. And I think part of it is because no one wants to look like a fool for years down the road if they mess up on a player, which is scary. I get it. But yeah, that's the exciting thing about dynasty leagues and you and I's first dynasty league. <laughs> I think I traded uh, Patrick Mahomes for like Alvin Kamara. <laughs> you did, you did, which is a terrible trade. <laughs> but I won the league the next year. So. Did win the league, so it's worth it. Yeah. So I, all this to say is I'm. I guess I'm a big baby, and I'm having my little cry fit. But I really hope by the end <laughs> of this year there are some trades in that league because a, a, a league with no involvement in it from any of its people is a dead league. It's not worth playing. Yeah. And, and the good news is all 10 of us are at least like setting our lineups every week, checking it. Like everyone cares. That's, that's fair. That's fair. But, my, that's, that's my little fit for the day, but we can move on. Big news. Mitch Coward is here and his input is trading is also what the, made the Pokemon games fun. Exactly. He gets exactly. it. He gets it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, before, your, oh, go ahead. before I get to my quick question, I forgot to mention, 
44 is my favorite number, so this is a big podcast for me. Oh, Episode 44. Lucky number. All right. Uh, my quick question to you. I'll uh, unhide it in the dock. What, where does Lamar play next year? Can I answer twice and do where I think he's going to play and where I want him to play? Yes. Gonna... Take, okay. take as much time as you would like. Where I think he's going to play, like most likely if I had to put my money down right now, is the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I'm with you. Just like the situation. If any, if any, if we had like heard that any team is even a little bit interested in giving him the contract that he's looking for, I would answer differently. But from everything yeah. we've heard from every reliable source, it, it no one, it's a non-starter. Like they're not even a little bit interested in with you. Um, I have heard the Colts mentioned though. I have heard the Colts um, briefly, but I think, I'm pretty sure Jim Ray also said that was a non-starter. So um, I think he's going to play for the Baltimore Ravens. As far as place, the place that I want him to go to, I've got two two for you. One is the – it would be really funny to do this to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, and that's – Oh, shit. Because everyone, everyone and their mother thinks that Rodgers is getting traded to the Jets and everyone's fighting over who has leverage and no one has any leverage. And it's probably going to happen, but it would be hilarious if the Jets were just like, screw this. You're asking for too much. Aaron Rodgers is a prima donna anyway. We're going to go and get another guy who's been an MVP and be really good. That would be very, very funny. We're going to trade two first for Lamar Jackson, who is 11 years younger than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um, Another choice that actually would be really cool is uh, the Commanders. Oh, I was going to say the Atlanta Falcons. Great option, too. The, the thing Either is, with one. a guy like Lamar, is most of the teams that you mentioned are going to be like, ah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, I just, I, I think the Commanders have a really, really, really good team. Yeah, minus, super good roster. Minus the quarterback. No offense to Jacoby Brissett. Whoa, uh, Sam Howell, Erasure. I don't have a lot of faith in Sam Howell. Um so I think we'll find bold tank. Jacoby Brissett starts more games this year than Sam Howell does. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I think that they have a really good roster and Lamar Jackson's an elite quarterback. So why not? Yeah, I'm with um, you. In all reality, I think there's probably 10, 15, 18, 20 teams that should be interested in Lamar Jackson. Including Houston. Including Houston. That would be awesome. That would be really, really cool. Um, as long as the Jaguars still dominate them. That'd be cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't understand. Like a team like Houston, <clears throat> why not why not trade for Lamar? You guys are going back and forth on yeah. what quarterback to draft, who's gonna be anything. Lamar's right there and he's just about everything you could want. I uh I tweeted this a while back, but it was essentially trade twelve and next year's first for Lamar, draft Will Anderson at two, and then I went a little more unrealistic. Sign JJ out of unretirement, like make him come out of retirement for a year and trade for DeAndre Hopkins. So yeah, very. <laughs> 
Buddy Diab's never coming. <laughs> never, back. never. Uh, did JJ? Did y'all sign him to a one-day contract for him to retire as a? Hasn't yeah. happened yet, but I don't think he's officially announced. Or he announced his retirement, but like it could still. It's happen. not processed with the league. Gotcha. Okay, I hope that happens. But um, yeah, I just I I get that owners don't want to get the precedent, but. The the thing for me has always, I think with most fans, and the reason why it's so hard for us to understand is we would rather the um, we would much rather all this money, this ridiculous money, go to the players we're watching than to some old dude that owns the one hundred percent. So one hundred percent. It's just it yeah. sucks because like there's obviously it's been mentioned as a conspiracy, but I've got some belief in it all of these owners have come out and said, no, we're not interested because they've all banded together so that Cleveland's Deshaun Watson contract is the only fully guaranteed contract. Yeah. And like, like say the Texas trade firm, Cal McNair, is he, is he getting, is that money, him giving him that money going to make his material different? No, the man's made him money. No difference. No, I don't, I don't get it. All right. Let's, let's go through, um, the NBA. Yeah. Um, uh, Spurs, Spurs talk real quick. We're bad, and it's going pretty well. <laughs> we are currently beating the Sacramento Kings. However. The beam team. Uh, yeah, we've lost like 57 games this year or something like that. So We're sitting with the third best odds for the number one pick. Well, technically tied odds for the number one pick, but the third best odds in the lottery um, with a 14% chance to end up with the first pick, which is wonderful. Um, Phenomenal. And we've locked in – we've locked that in because we're far enough ahead of Charlotte that we're not dropping out of the top three. Well, Charlotte won a couple of big games recently, so. (laughs) That was a shot at the Mavericks who have slipped – quite a bit since the Kyrie trade. I think the last time we talked, they had made that deal. Ooh, it is not a great time to be a Mavericks fan. Um, it's just really sad for our buddy Wyatt and our other Mavs friends because they are actively rooting for the Mavs to keep their top 10 odds in the lottery. So they don't even want to make the playoffs. Which is yeah. not what you expect to be when you have a player like Luka Doncic. Or a player with, like Kyrie, man. It's crazy. Well, well, there's a lot of talk recently about is Kyrie a winning player? And to be honest with you, some of it's pretty convincing that he's not really a winning player. I mean, Zach wrote yeah. the whole thing on it recently and was basically like, listen, yep. every, like if you go back to his – with the Boston Celtics, with the Nets, now with the Mavericks, every time he's with a team, when he's not there, they play just as good as when he's there. So what is he? If, yeah, that's, been, if that's the truth, he brings a lot of flash, but, <laughs> I mean. he Since even back when he was in Cleveland, his last season or two with Cleveland, they were worse. It's, yeah. it's a weird yeah. trend for sure. 
And he's always seemed like a, a player who, I mean, he put, he's pulled off some of the flashiest stuff in the last 10 years of, this, of the league, for sure. He's Again, the best ball handler in NBA history. Stuff. But I also feel like sometimes he purposely gets himself into ludicrous situations and just bails himself out. I don't know. Yeah. Tough. What, uh, what other NBA storylines have you been focusing on? Uh, number one, the beam team. Sacramento, Sacramento Kings yeah. are in the playoffs. They're going to be a two or three seed. Love it. And they're playing really freaking good. And I um, except for that's right the now. team that I'm going to be rooting for going into the playoffs for sure. Um, yeah, they're my they're my West team for sure. Yeah, above above anyone else. I, I love that the Denver Nuggets are as good as they are, and that they've kind of righted the ship recently going into the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and other than that, the Suns with KD have been phenomenal, and he was injured yeah, for a lot great. of that time. I just haven't been paying that much attention because I expected them to be great. I don't know. I, they'll be awesome. It'll be interesting to see um, if they really just kind of run away with with the West. They could. I mean, it's it's. Them or Denver, in my opinion. Memphis has looked good since Ja came back. He had a big absence. Yeah, um, Golden State's been improving. I did. And I, the Thunder, I, dude. I I'm big on the Thunder right now. Anyway, what were you saying? Great. On the Warriors, everyone keeps on saying when they're healthy, they are still like one of the teams to beat. Or I would still take them in all these against all these teams that are better than them. I'll, 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 you know, stand on the on the other hill and say that I'm not convinced by anything that they're doing. They've been so bad on the road all season. They have not yeah, that's weird. Why am I assuming that they're going to pull it all together right at the end? And they don't have any. It's weird. Andrew Wiggins isn't coming back this year, I don't think. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. All these people. They need him if they're going to win more than a round in the and playoffs. If there's, if there's any team that's earned the right to have respect no matter what right now, it's those guys over at the Warriors, Curry, Clay, Draymond, like give them the respect they deserve. But like, I really don't think that team is crazy scary right now. Anytime you. I agree. And that's where they're in fifth. Like they're. Yeah. But you listen to a lot of people talking. It's like. It's because the West is nuts right now. The the Pelicans are on a run. Like I said, the Thunder are like young and fun. Um, it's the East. The yeah. East have like the power three teams in the entire league, in my opinion. Bucks, Celtics, Sixers, and I guess you can throw the Nuggets in there. But then the West, from like three or four to fifteen, have more fun teams and better teams. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. And the East teams are are actually phenomenal. I think the Bucks are still the best team over there. They're probably still the best team in the league. But and I and I, I hope they are because I don't want. I'm not. I'm surely not rooting for the Boston Celtics, and I'm definitely not going to root for Philadelphia. Gross. So, Gross. <laughs> so I'm definitely rooting for Giannis over there. But um, the Sixers. I'm also a Cavs fan this year. Cavs, yeah. Cavs would be really fun. Um, love Darius Garland. Love, love, love him. Um, other basketball news, March Madness has happened recently. It's still happening, I guess. Yeah, um, 
We got the final tomorrow in men's yeah. and then had the final in women's earlier. LSU won. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been really exciting. It's been everything March Madness is supposed to be. FAU almost, almost made it to the title as a nine seed, which would have been nuts. Um, but we had a we had a sick buzzer beater. Um, to... And San Diego State is a five seed. It's been the craziest, like, lowest seeded March Madness ever. We have four, four v. five seed in the, in the final, and I think all the money is on UConn to win it because UConn has been absolutely just absurd all, t- all tournament. But I really hope they lose because, again, UConn has won several tournaments before, and I always root. Four in the last 20 20- Three or four years. Yeah, I always root against a team that's won multiple championships recently. Um, so I hope San Diego State wins it. That would be really cool. But March Madness has been fantastic. No, it's no, been, no, 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 awesome. no. It's it's one of, if not the best, event in sports, in my opinion. And uh, absolutely, I mean, and I don't even watch college basketball the rest of the year. My only, my only um, qualm with March Madness now is that I uh, was that I was not in school while it was going on. I miss the yeah. days of, of having my phone up behind the person in front of me in like high school. And just knowing that knowing for a fact that every other guy in the room is also watching these games. So <laughs> every once in a while you see a buzzer yeah. beater and everyone go nuts. And the teacher's like, what is happening? Oh, it was magic. It was magic. Dude, some classes, I even had one in college where the professor was like, all right, let's watch this game. And just like, yeah. Yeah. Some teachers would absolutely do that. Um, yeah. That's my only qualm with it. It's just part of growing up, I guess. Yeah. Tough oh. times getting old. All right. NFL updates. Um, do you want to do news first or like, just like a quick face favorite and least favorite signings segment? Let's do the signing segment first. Okay. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? I'll let you go first. Okay. Okay. I'll start with the signing that I liked the most or one that I really like. And I'm going to okay. kind of, I'm technically I'm putting two players into a boat, but the lions cornerback signings, a plus, a plus. Awesome. They got CJ Gardner Johnson awesome. from the Eagles. They got Cameron Sutton from um, the Broncos. Yeah. Right. Who's phenomenal. The Lions, Emmanuel Mosley. The Lions are looking very good in a they're they're in a division that's going to be really bad. (laughs) So the Packers and a conference that's going to be really bad. The Packers are going to be bad. The um, the Bears are still going to be bad. The Vikings are not as good as they their record were last was last year. so I really, really, really like that because that was probably their biggest hole um, all of last year, the Lions. Um, I I like them a lot. If I was betting over years on NFL wins, yeah. I'd, I'm probably taking the over on on the Lions. And they, dude, I think they're I think their over under is like ten and a half though. Is it really? No, 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 no way. All right, well, you tell me your favorite uh, free agent signing. I'll look it up. Uh. Not really signings, but trades. The Cowboys killed it, man. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Traded for Brandon Cooks. Fucking sorry. <laughs> don't mean to cuss. 
stole him. We had an agreement in place at the trade deadline to get a third round pick. And instead the Cowboys sent fifth and sixth rounders this off season, yep. which sucks for the this Texans. Is- <laughs> but, <laughs> this months ago. but um, they also traded for Stefan Gilmore traded a fourth for him or maybe a fifth. Uh, mm-hmm. Also let Zeke go. They, they, they cut his contract and put the tag on Tony Pollard. I think all of their moves made a lot of sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. They didn't lose a lot of talent um, free agency wise. They lost Connor McGovern, McGovern, not a huge loss. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm actually, I was having, I've had a debate with a couple, with a couple Cowboys fans and I'm, kind of shocked that no one else is a little concerned about our offensive line. It's still a fantastic unit and one of the better ones in the league, but we are counting on some guys that are getting old. <clears throat> Tyron Smith for yeah. sure, but also it's worth noting, Zach Martin is not a young guy. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, and he's still with injury. He's like, all time and stuff like that. And that's true. But offensive line is a very heavily, heavy wear and tear position. And not everyone is an Andrew Whitworth playing till he's 40. So, yeah. I, I mean, I feel comfortable with Zach Martin saying he's going to be great for two, three years more. But, like, once we get into four, five, six years down the line, it's really iffy if he's still fantastic. So, I, I really would like to yeah. see in the draft some O-line depth for the Cowboys. And they will. They may take another O-lineman in the first round. I, kinda, That's I would like to see that. As long uh, as it's not John Michael Smiths. <laughs> why? Why? He's the center from uh, oh, because Big Ten school. Texans, huh? I do want him to be the thirty-third overall pick. I do want that. Yes. Fair anyway, enough. Least favorite signing. Um, least favorite signing. I would probably say. <clears throat> um, there wasn't a ton that I hated this year. Uh, the Chiefs signing Jawan Taylor from the Jaguars, while I was I was upset about it because he's a great pass protect, protector, he hasn't played left tackle in the NFL, and they're signing him to be the left ta- to Ever. move over across to the left tackle position, which is just a really, you know, it's it is actually a big difference, and you know, a. Hey, uh... I'm going to be crass here. A draft evaluator that I listen to sometimes says that switching from the right side to the left side, especially a tackle is like trying to wipe with your opposite hand. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, that's a big, that is a big if on their offensive line in a very important position, especially when they had a player in Orlando Brown that they could have resigned for similar money for cheaper for cheaper. cheaper than what they signed him for. And I think a lot of it had to do with, I think Orlando Brown was done playing there for some reason. Don't know why, but it kind of seemed like that was the case. But I did not love that signing for them. Yeah, kind of weird. Um, for the Jags, that sucks that he is not there anymore, but they really like Walker Little. And uh, he hasn't Absolutely. played a ton, but when he's played, he's looked all right. So hopefully should slot in there. Oh, update update on the Lions over under is nine and a half. Nine and a half, not ten and a half. Pretty high. I'm taking the over on that. I think I am too. We conference. Absolutely. Jaguars um, is up nine and a half. Take the over on that guy too. 
All right. Even in a loaded mm-hmm. AFC, the Jags schedule is uh-huh. weak. Um, yeah. anyway, anyway, my least favorite, like you said, not a ton of poor signings this offseason. I think the NFL t- talent evaluators have learned what people are worth a lot more, have gotten a lot smarter. Yeah. Um, my least favorite signing, however, was the Vikings signing Josh Oliver for like three years and a lot of money, like $20 million. Josh Oliver yeah. of Jags fame. I it didn't. Yep, didn't make much sense at all, especially when you're like Dalton Schultz got one year, nine million max, from, six, million. six million, yeah, from the, from the Texans. Texans, which I can go in a whole also, about that and how it's just killing his value moving forward. I don't understand why that was his decision. Uh, I don't either because he is not going to be used like he would be on other teams on that team. On the Texans? Rookie quarterbacks don't use tight ends that much. Oh, I think they use tight ends more than anything else because they're the security I, blanket. I think that um I think that if he was if his I think there are a lot of teams that would have been willing to pay one year six million for him. <clears throat> and out of those op- out of just about every team to pick from the Texans for one year, it seems like a death sentence for him. Yeah, for a guy yeah, I don't, one I don't year ago, turned down three year, thirty six million from the Cowboys. I think. Did he really? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. He did. Dang, it's kind of like the uh, Dennis Schroeder was offered four for sixty four oh. from the Lakers, turned it down, and hasn't made more than like a million and a half yep. since. Um, I've got another signing that I don't like. Okay, um, Juju to the Patriots. I'm just kind of on the train yeah. of Juju is just not that important anymore. He's just I just don't I I disagree with that. He's a really good run blocker. I yeah, I don't, I I don't think he's a great receiver. I think he's a good receiver. And I think that the Patriots is a wasteland for receivers. And I think that's Yeah, a I don't get why he would sign there. Matchup. When you've got a when you're bringing us like he's the he's now the he's the one there like he's the best receiver in that room. Juju is not. He's not. Jackson just said TikToker. (laughs) Yeah, he's not a one. He's not, and I hope they draft someone. But I I think that they'll go into the season with Juju as their number one receiver, and I think it's going to go really poorly. So. Yeah, what's the difference between just? Paying um, Jacoby, Myers. Jacoby Myers, who got the same amount of money. It's a good point. Anyway, it's a good point. Uh, every open job has been filled since we last talked. The Texans, I think, had signed D'Amico, um, but the Colts and Cardinals had not signed their coordinators yet, and they each signed uh, an Eagles coordinator. Shane Steichen is the Colts head coach. He was the Eagles OC. And Jonathan Gannon is the yep. Cardinals head coach. And I think that he will last like a year and a half there. About a bad situation to be walking into. Very reminiscent of like the Houston Texans job like two years ago. Yeah. Whoever they hired, it was just like, David okay, he's gonna Yeah. Um, at least Gannon was the coordinator in the Super Bowl and not the Ravens wide receivers coach. 
That's fair. That, um, I just that team is so bad though. The Cardinals. Awful. Awful. They have the worst talent in the league. Taking that title away from Houston. So, 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 so bad. All right. um, What were you going to say? I I was just saying sex to them. We're only like a year and a half removed from that run of wins that the Cardinals had where everyone's like, oh, my goodness, is the Cardinals good? No. So... (laughs) Yeah, it happens fast. Just so much talent walked out the door this offseason, and they did not have, they could not afford that much talent walking. Buda Baker, poor Buda Baker. The heck, he, what the heck is he going to do? He can't play the whole, he can't be the whole defense. Him and Jalen Thompson, the two safeties, they've, they've got one of the better safety pairings in the league and nothing else. It will not matter. <laughs> um, they'll have Will Anderson there too, though, so. I see your next point on NFL updates, and I'd like yeah. you to take it away. Let's hear it. So I say I put Pat Mahomes on Goat Watch as the next bullet point. Uh, he has made five straight AFC championships. No, four straight. It's his fifth year in the league. Four straight AFC championships. Three out of the last four, they made it to the Super Bowl. One, two Super Bowls. Yep. He's 27. Yep. He does that. He, he wins two more Super Bowls with the stats. He's going to pass. He's going to pass Tom Brady and everything else. He could, even if he doesn't win eight Super Bowls, because no one is ever going to do that again. I agree with everything you're saying, but... The problem now, the problem with the GOAT debate for um, for Pat Mahomes is anytime that there's a player like a Tom Brady that everyone's like, he is the greatest of all time. Like, we agree, he's the best. That is, yeah. once that's set in stone, you, to become the, like, to overtake that, to become the GOAT, you don't have to be better than the guy. You have to be, like, obviously better than the guy. Yeah, it's like and LeBron everyone. and Jordan. Yeah, you have to be, you have to be so far and away better than the other guy that everyone has to admit, okay, he is the, he is the go. Yeah. Cause like Pat Mahomes, he keeps putting up his stats and all that stuff. You're right. He probably, he will pass Brady in a lot of stats, but if he doesn't have close to the same amount of Super Bowls, people are always going to be like. Eight point. <laughs> people are always going to be like, okay, yeah, maybe he put up stats, but Brady won game, won the game more. Like he was, he was a better winner, and the point wins are not a quarterback stat. Point of football is to win games, and I agree with you. It's not a quarterback stat. When has that ever mattered in the debate, though? Never. The Never. general populace is this toddler throwing things at the wall. They don't they want to listen to these little, these nerdy little stat debates? Yeah, never um, mattered. It's tough. It's tough. It's just, and also we're talking about. We're also we're. Uh, it's it's you know as good as Pat Mahomes is winning two more Super Bowls. That's always a big if. Oh, for sure, winning one more is a big if. I so, like, personally would put their over under at one and a half for the rest of his career. But yeah, that's a lot. That's pretty good, and I think a lot of people would take over on that. Just just to say half a lot, you know. Um, 
But I keep saying it too. The AFC is just so loaded. Like seven of the best 10 quarterbacks in the NFL are in the AFC and they're all like 28 or younger. (laughs) Ton of talent, a ton, a ton, a ton. Um, But, but even to, for us to even have be having the conversation when he's 27, it's his fifth year in the league, but the first year doesn't really count because he came in at the end of the year. So the four full years he's played, he's just been so obviously better than everybody else. Except for that time. Yeah, that's the that's the only position in the NFL. I think you said this recently. That's the only position in the NFL where you can say this is the best. Every everything else is like you can say you're the best, but there are two or th- three other guys minimum that are just as good as you are. Yeah, absolutely. You look at Justin Jefferson what he's been doing. You could make an argument for a couple of the guys being best in the league. You're absolutely Cooper right. Cup, Jamar Chase. Yeah, you're right. Crazy. Yeah. Um, let's move on to a little bit of draft talk. Biggest yeah. thing is the Panthers have traded up number one, and the Bears have traded down to nine. Yeah. They gave up a lot, a lot of picks, and DJ Moore, who's now in Chicago. I like it for both teams. I'm in on it. I love it for both teams. I think, I think that the Bears could probably have waited and – and got more value closer to the draft. But the longer you go without committing to Justin Fields, the more problems that you open up for yourself as a franchise. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I was never super convinced that any of these quarterbacks are so far and away. Like I, and like I'm in love with this guy that I would trade Justin Fields and draft them. I just, I don't know. It, that make a whole lot of sense. So I like that. I like I the trade down. DJ Moore is great. They needed they needed more wide receiver help. Um, and now they've got a very like competent wide receiver room. Yeah, yeah. Chase Claypool is he, is he good at football? I don't know. We'll see. They, paid a, they paid a second round pick for him. Yeah, that was an over overpay on the trade. But you know. Okay, but the full full trade deal was uh, the ninth overall pick, sixty one number sixty one, which is a second round pick. Yep. A first rounder in twenty twenty four, a second rounder in twenty twenty five, and DJ Moore. Right. Um, which yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a that's about right. DJ Moore to me is worth at least you know worth close to a first round pick and yeah yeah for sure i I just you know a couple of firsts a couple of seconds that's about right i I don't i don't have a huge problem with i don't think they totally undersold themselves on that Um, no definitely not they're still in the top 10 where there's a ton of talent in this draft so they'll still get a guy who's really really good Uh, dude they could still end up with jalen carter who's someone that they thought that they everyone was saying they may just stick at one and take. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we'll be interested. I hope we see a couple more trades. Um, usually there's not a ton before the draft, but. Day of, there will be some. There'll be a handful. Yeah. We'll have to watch the Eagles get, what is it? The fifth overall pick. No, they're 10th. Oh, you're right. You're right. 
there's just a point in the in the season where they had like the fifth best odds, and the Saints were like, "Hey, what the heck? Yeah, what was the trade offer that they were like, we'll give you the Alvin we'll give Kamara. Kamara, but we want our pick back, and they just basically laughed him off the phone." <laughs> so stupid. Yep. Okay, uh, but the Panthers are at one, and so they have yep. the choice of quarterbacks. That's obviously what they made the move for. Um, consensus has been that they're going to take CJ Stroud, but they're keeping their options open for sure. I think that CJ Stroud is definitely the favorite, but it really could be any of him, Bryce Young, or Anthony Richardson. Absolutely. Um, I, I honestly don't know. Like, I don't, I don't have any knowledge on what I think they're going to do in that situation. No, no. Um, frankly, I don't think I don't even have a guy that I would take in that position. To be honest with you, this may sound like Texans bias, but it's not because we don't even know who the Texans are going to end up with. Yeah, I would take Bryce Young ten times out of ten. The size is an issue, but he's just been such a winner in college, and is the by far the best against blitz. What happened to Windsor on a QB stat? That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but everyone's concerned about his size, and he's been in the SEC his entire collegiate career. That is the closest you get to an NFL defense, and he's just been incredible. That's right. But uh, the Panthers have Frank Reich at head coach and Josh McCown at quarterbacks coach. Both guys are big, tall former quarterbacks and have always – been the coach for big, tall quarterbacks. Um, mm-hmm. I think that it is CJ Stroud or Anthony Richardson if they want to go for the the upside. Right. What are you going to do when the Texans take Will Levis? That's my next question for you. I hate you. <laughs> Uh, and it's a possibility, and I hate that. So they, they take Will Anderson at two, and then with their second one, they take Will Levis. Yeah, and he goes nuts. Yep. And he goes nuts. <laughs> that would be hilarious, and I would I would eat every word I've said about Will Levis. But I recently sent a text to Dalton that said uh, Will Levis, or actually, I think to Connor McGillan, Will Levis reminds me so much of Daniel Jones, except he's not as good of an athlete in that Daniel Jones just stays in the pocket way too long, gets crushed. And Will Levis does the same thing. It's like he has no yep. like awareness around him. Kind of sounds like he fits on the Texans. All right, dude. Yeah, let's move on. Aaron Rodgers. We talked about Lamar <laughs> earlier. Basically, the situation is the Ravens not exclusive tagged him, which means any team could put a contract on the table and then trade two first round picks for him. The whole, the whole thing is turned into okay. Another reason why I hate the I hate all the owners and, and people in the league, but also I haven't exactly loved Lamar in this whole situation. Like I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's I don't, tough. I don't he's, know. I don't know. He's without an agent. He represents himself, which is 
I think that would help him a lot in this situation. Which is hard. One of the podcasts I listened to was talking, and it's tough because they were talking about the situation. It's tough because an agent is there to sit in the room instead of you so the team can say, this is what we're concerned about. This is what we do not like about your quarterback. And the agent takes the blunt of those questions. Now it's uncomfortable because the Ravens have to say that to Lamar, to his face. Anyway, it's, it's tough. Should we move on to Aaron Rodgers? Quiz. Two seconds on Aaron Rodgers. Less than that. He did his darkness retreat. He wants to go to the Jets. The Jets would like him. The Packers are asking for two first-round picks. I think one. I think they just want to make sure 13 is included. Bottom line is the Jets don't want to give them what they want. Um, So, but I'm sure, but Aaron Rodgers wants everyone to talk about it. So I'm sure what's going to happen is the trade will not happen until much later in the offseason, as late as as possible. But Aaron Rodgers will have several moments where he just, several little spurts of, I need attention, so please talk about me. (laughs) He makes an appearance on the Pat McAfee show every Tuesday, so he's got plenty of time to make his feelings. There will probably be some outrageous shit in the next few months. Yeah, but he will be a New York Jet before next season. Uh, The Packers may – I mean, their deal right now is it has to include the 13th overall pick. The Jets are like, no – we need yep. that player, whoever that's going to be. It's a whole who has the better leverage. It's obviously the Packers, but what's the window? Well, if the Packers don't trade Rodgers, they owe him like forty million dollars. So they owe him a ton of money anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's fair because his his dead cap hit is nuts. So they could just keep him on the roster even if he's not playing. Anyway, doesn't keep saying anyway to to cut myself off from going on tangents. Uh, what is the championship window if he's on the Jets? How many years? Two. He has two years left on his deal. Are the Jets a championship contender with Aaron Rodgers on the team? Yes. That's how I would say it, too. <laughs> but there's like four minimum better teams in the NFL. Yeah, it's just it's all this all this drama for two years of we're a contender. (laughs) It will it will go better than what the Broncos how that's worked out with Russell Wilson, but it's going to be similar. They're going to be like a wild card team, and it's like okay, they are the Jets. So Um, anyway. How about we talk Jags? Jags Texans, you go first. You got a little short. I'll, yeah, I'll start. Um, not a whole lot to talk about right now, which is kind of nice. The offseason has gone pretty well for us. We lost Juwan Taylor, unfortunately. We lost um, we also lost an important people. Marvin Jones is gone, which is kind of sad. Dan Arnold out the door. Uh, <laughs> Big day. The only other one that actually really matters. Well, Dwayne, Sm- Dwayne Smoot um, is gone, and Arden Key was another. Arden Key hurts. 
Armkey does hurt. So we lost um, we lost all of those guys, but we re-signed a lot of our talent in the secondary. We re-signed Jermichael Hasty and C.J. Beathard. Backbone of this team. We franchise tagged Evan Ingram, which is kind of a hot, huge, kind of hot topic right now on whether or not he's actually good for us or not. When he's I watch good. games, it looks like he's good. When I hear people, t- when I hear nerds talk about him, they always talk about how how actually he's very bad for the team. So. <laughs> he is not a good blocker, which hurts. But he's a good tight end. Uh, basically, just a receiver at this point. But he's good. Yeah, he had plenty of big moments for us. So I'm all I'm I'm all about that. Signing wise, our biggest signing so far has been Dearness Johnson. So we haven't really signed anybody. Um, and I all I wrote in the show doc was, um, for once in our lives, we lost talent over the off season, and it's totally fine. We signed a bunch of our guys. Yeah. Like good teams do. Like good teams. Um, yep. The best, the biggest thing that's happening this offseason, regardless of how the draft goes, is the is that Calvin Ridley has been reinstated officially. He will wear the number zero for our team. The first number zero. It's a really cool looking so jersey. Cool. The photo they put out for, to, for the announcement is super cool. Um, it's currently in our show. And deck. I'm all about Calvin Ridley. I hope he just goes nuts. Um, I will say there needs to be some trepidation when it comes to Calvin Ridley because the man hasn't played professional football in almost two years, two, almost two full seasons. He played five games two seasons ago. And he yeah, and was not very good in those two, wasn't five great games. In those. But and then he left for injury, and but also there's a big deal where he left for mental health reasons. Maybe that was messing with him during those five, yeah. ga- five games and stuff like that. Who who could say? But it kind of derailed that whole season. And then obviously we all remember he missed. He got um, banned for a year because of uh, a sports betting thing, which he put twelve hundred dollars on a parlay. Was so stupid, so stupid. With his own name, Awful. with his own name on it. Anyway, um, but th- what I'm trying to say is, yes, Calvin Ridley has been a phenomenal receiver in this league, and that is a huge get for us. We didn't pay up that much for him. That's going to be awesome, I, and I and I hope he does really well. But it is worth noting that the Calvin Ridley that exists now. Might not be the Calvin Ridley we know from three years ago. He might not. He could be, and I hope he is. Yeah. There's certainly a chance he is. And Cal- and Trevor Lawrence is, you know, maybe the best quarterback he's played with. Um, uh, Matt Ryan was a was he was it, the MVP it, with Calvin Was he really? Was Calvin Ridley? Already? Yeah. Okay, fine. Anyway, same. Um, similar, similar talent. And, um, yeah, my, my hopes are very high, um, and I'm cop- cautiously optimistic. He has – you can look at it and say, hey, he's had a, a year and – a year – more than a year to get right. To get yeah. – and, and that's probably good for his mental state. I don't know how great it is for his football playing state. So, we'll Yeah, see. it's tough. He, he's 29, I think. 
He's 28. He's in his prime. He is, he is at his peak, um, and he hasn't played yeah. in a while. But, but he also hasn't had those miles on his body, he's, so he may last longer. Yeah. Yeah. Hopes are high. Hopes are very high, and they should be. Um, okay, I was me- wrong. Calvin Ridley was not on that 2016 roster. So I'm willing to say that Trevor Lawrence is the best back he's played yet. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tell me about the Texans. Texans uh, hired Bobby Slowick as our offensive coordinator. He is not like a huge NFL name, but he was started his career a long time ago. His dad was a coach for the commander, formerly the Redskins. He was a coach on that team, like an offensive assistant, defensive assistant, actually. Then moved to the same position a couple years later with the Niners and then switched sides of the ball and likely is going to be running like that Shanahan, McVay, Kubiak offense, which is awesome. That's the offense that works in the NFL right now. I love it. Way better than what we've had last couple of years. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's not saying a whole lot. Oh, what's his name? Uh, his last name's Kelly. Tim Kelly was our offensive coordinator. And then uh, Bill O'Brien and Pep Hamilton, who was a disappointment last year. Anyway, huge get for the Texans. Comes over with D'Amico from San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, the other big you know, story happening right now, what we do with number two, it is almost guaranteed to be a quarterback because we did say that we have no interest in trading for Lamar, which stinks. We said that earlier. Uh, I, I said it earlier. I hope it's Bryce Young, but any of him, CJ Stroud or Anthony Richardson will make me happy. I think you're probably in the same boat, Sam. Uh, yeah, if I'm the Texans, you guys get any three of those guys, I'm walking away happy from the draft. It's fine. It's the biggest thing. Yeah, and all three different type of quarterback, but all three kind of project to fit that Shanahan-McVay offense pretty well. So, yeah. And, hey, it's worth noting also the Texans actually have draft capital, which is kind of weird. The most in this draft. We have the – really weird. <laughs> Can't believe this is my life. You guys should trade for Laramie Tunsil. Yeah, we should do that again. <laughs> Speaking of Laramie Tunsil, we re-signed him. The biggest contract yep. for an offensive lineman in NFL history. And I'm all about it. Yep. All about it. Well-deserved. Well He's a top yep. three or so tackle in the NFL. Um, yep. it's, the same with every, it's the same with every position. If you're a top five in that position, you're going to be the highest paid one when you get your contract and then the next outcome and they'll be eyes. Yep. Yep. And he will be off this contract by the time he's 31. I think it's a three year, $75 million contract, which means he just likely resets the market again, which means he'll do it three times in his career, which is awesome. Hell yeah. Laramie, uh, the Texans have a pretty good O line with, along with this next move, we traded for Shaq Mason traded essentially nothing like mm-hmm. a sixth runner uh, to the Bucks for him. And he's a top 10, 12 guard. 
which is yep, freaking awesome, man. Very, very, very good. He's yeah, very good. Um, and Kenyon Green had a tough rookie year, but projects to be better next season at left guard. He's young. Andrew Thomas had the same thing at left tackle. Was really bad his rookie year yep. and is now a top three or five tackle. Hoping for the same for for young Kenyon. And then the only hole I talked about it earlier is center. And we even have a couple guys that would be fine, but could use an upgrade. Yeah. And plus like worst case scenario, if you need one of those guys to be your center, you got four other guys that can kind of help makes the job a lot easier. The Texans after like three years of having only Laramie Tunsil and nothing else have a, at minimum, competent O-line, which is perfect considering we're about to draft a rookie quarterback. I love it. Very important, yeah. And that's a good point. I would like to see um, in more investment in the O-line. You said you wanted a center drafted. I'd love for – it's a great um, it's a great thing to show your new young quarterback, hey, we care about keeping you healthy, keeping you upright. Yeah, I was disappointed that we didn't spend money on a center this offseason. There were a couple pretty good ones, like, again, Sheck Mason level top 10 or so. But there are, like, three or four guys that project to be, like, late day one, early day two centers. And I think we just think that one of them will be there at 33. Um, And I I hope that we take that guy. So, Other news, Brandon Cook's said it earlier, traded to the Cowboys. I'm excited for him. He obviously needed a fresh start, did not have a great last year or so in Houston. Um, And I'm not happy with the compensation, but I think it was a lost cause. And the Texans have a few. We signed Robert Woods, uh, Nico Collins still on the roster, Hopefully we're getting John Mechie back. A few guys that can be like number threes. We signed Noah Brown from the Cowboys also. I think that that's another position that we really need to invest in. Yep. In the draft. And there's another guy, Jackson Smith Jigba out of Ohio State, who is projected to be in that like 12th overall range. And I would love that. That'd be great. I think I personally... I'll put my stake on that he's gone several picks before that. Really? A, uh, yeah, I think so. But okay, I'll be, I would love to. I would absolutely love to see him on the Texans, though. I just think that I think he will be the number one guy off the board at wide receiver. Yeah, and I think someone will pull the trigger on him. I think it'll be in that range. I think like the nine to fifteen or so range, uh, and the Texans are the median yeah. there. So hopefully. Hopefully my dreams can come true. Go Bryce, JSN, and then a center. I will be so happy, ecstatic. Uh, But we could also draft. There are a couple other first-round receivers. I'd probably prefer that we trade down if we're going to take one of those guys. But Fair. It's fair. The Brandon picks, though, um, you said you were disappointed with the, the return you got, and I agree it's not great. But I think part of the deal is there's just so much – there's so many wide receivers in the league now. Like, there are so, so many – you can count – how many teams can you count out that have, like, one or two really good guys already? 
Yeah, man, like, it's crazy. Yeah, and and every single year, there's four or five receivers that, at least that come in that are really good. And so, I don't know. Yeah. What, yeah, I, uh, are simultaneously, um, their value as far as contract has never been higher, but it also feels like their trade value for for anybody but the very top tier players is at a at a low right now for sure yeah it's kind of weird because like i'd consider brandon cooks a top 20 to 25 receiver in the league probably 25 probably 25 and it's yeah kind of nuts because (laughs) there are that many guys that are better than him uh, but 25 guys, that means he's a wide receiver one on a couple teams. Yeah. I don't know. I'd put him in the 35 range probably. Okay. If I actually got Okay. Well then, yeah, team. like you said, I'd say at the very least he's a high, he's a high end wide receiver too. Yeah. So yeah. Fifth and a sixth. Uh, it's probably about his trade value. Just sucks. Cause I know that we could have gotten a third at the trade deadline. Okay, but also, though, do you take into account the fact that he's been traded by so many teams? Yeah, it's weird. It's a... Like, if a player is so great, why would so many teams keep trading? It's it's a conversation of, like, he's always been very good. Like, he's an asset for sure. But if there's a deal in place that makes sense for the other team. It's not like, okay, this guy's too good. We cannot trade him. Wyatt texted me. He's like the buddy healed of the NFL, Buddy healed in the NBA has been great. Like he's a very good two or three great shooter, but, and he's going to get paid like $20 million. But if there's a deal that makes sense, he, that team is not going to hold on to him. Other Texans news. Case Keenum is back, baby. Interesting. <laughs> uh, I think that he was about to retire Woo! and thinking about moving into coaching. And the Texans were like, why don't you come be like our emergency quarterback and you can essentially be our quarterback's coach? And he was like, sweet. I think that that's about all that means. Yeah, Probably. I don't think we will see much of him this No, because Davis Mills is still our backup quarterback and pretty good backup quarterback at that. Uh, and Case Keenum is like 38 or something like that. So, mm-hmm. But he'll always have the Minnesota Miracle. I was about to say the same. He's, he's a legend for that. Uh, and then I've mentioned some of these guys already, but we've signed a ton of free agents, none to super long deals. I think all these guys got one or two year deals. Um, but Jimmy Ward came over from San Francisco. He's a safety and he and Jalen Petrie become one of the more electric safety duos in the league. I'm excited for that. Robert Woods, I mentioned Sheldon Rankins came from New York, the Jets, great defensive tackle. Um, Dalton Schultz, you talked about, came from the Cowboys, played tight end. And then Devin Singletary came from Buffalo to be our RB2. Do you think that the a lot of these one-year deals, Dalton Schultz and Sheldon Rankins in particular, are 
more from the Texans side of things, or is it more from the players side of things that they just want to, that they want to see if the Texans are actually going in the right direction? Or is it that the Texans don't want to commit to these guys long term? I think it's a lot of factors. The Texans had like a good amount of cap room this year. I think we were like 10th or 12th, but next year have a ton, like the most in the league. Um, so I think that they wanted to preserve room to maybe go on a bit of a run next year. A la Jags last off season. Um, and then from the players, it's like, I don't want to commit my future to Houston. We have no idea what they're going to be. Also not a ton of teams had like right. great cap space this off season. And I think next off season, there are a lot more. Um, yeah. Shelton Rankins was the only one in particular. Where I was like, why? Well, I would have been happier. I would have been happy with a multi-year deal for Shelton Rankins. Me too, man. And Jimmy Ward, we only got for two years. He's like thirty. Why not send him to four? Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. I, I like the signings, though. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And hopefully, like we see enough out of these guys next season that they want to re-sign in Houston. Oh, so you guys brought in the Damian Pierce killer, Devin Singletary? No, don't say that. Don't you say that. He's getting a lot of run this year. He will, but Rex Burkhead got a lot of run last year. So did Rice, Royce Freeman. <laughs> uh, are you guys going to um, retire his jersey? <laughs> Put it up in the rafters, baby. <laughs> like for his 200-yard game two years ago? Hey, I'll always remember that. That was an electric game, dude. It was so good. That's that's about all my Texans thoughts. Obviously, we'll have a few more pods coming up before the draft. I think we'll do at least one mock draft where we're each our team. We should do one where we're our team and one where we're picking for the other person's team. Okay. Uh, at least two more. And then – Yeah, we can do that. Um, post-draft, we'll, uh, of course, do a lot of thoughts. Well, we'll we'll, we'll probably be live during the drafts. We've typically done. We that. have been the last couple of years, yeah. so I assume we'll do it this time. Maybe, maybe we'll even be in the same place this time. Who knows? Um, Who knows? Um, but, but um, I think we're going to that concert that night. Is it really April twenty seventh? Is that the night of the first round? <laughs> I, that sucks. I may be selling those tickets, to be honest. Timing-wise, how does it work out? We could probably watch the Texans pick at two, um, but the concert will have started by the later picks. That sucks. We can talk about it. Anyway, um, I just want to take – I want us to take a step back for a moment and look at what we everything we've talked about our, about our teams – there hasn't been a single stupid move yet by either of us. If I could point to one, I, if I could point to a pitfall, maybe what you could call a pitfall by both these teams, it's for us probably the idea that maybe we should have kept John Taylor because he is, he was a actually a elite pass protector, not a great run protector, but elite pass protector. So that probably sucks a little bit. And the and the Brandon Cooks fifth and sixth. Ain't great, but but honestly, nothing stupid yet. 
Nothing stupid Who's yet. That? We've still Who's got the that? draft. Yeah, we still have, we have a long way to go. That Paul read me and look at us. Uh, I think uh, I think Tim Tebow was signed to the Jaguars super late in free agency as well. So you never know. Yeah, that was also when you had Urban Meyer at head coach. So that's just that's a different universe. That's a dude. I like that Urban Meyer just doesn't exist anymore. I'm go- I'm glad he'll be he'll be a head coach in college next season. He will. I hope not. He will. I hope not. Even it'll be at like Liberty or. Screw that guy. Screw that guy. We're, one of the, maybe one of the worst humans alive. Totally make an argument that he's the worst, one of the worst coaches of all time, for sure. For sure. In NFL history, for sure. But he's one of the greatest college coaches ever. The only thing working against him in that debate is that he was only here for a year. Yeah. If he was here for multiple years, it probably would have been solidified. There's probably some coaches in the NFL history that were – just like awful that we're somehow there for like three years or something. Yeah. Remember when the Niners hired Jim Tom Sula? <laughs> I think about that, that graphic all the time. Cause they had won one game and someone, they put a graphic on the screen that said winning as yeah. head coaches in Niners history by win percentage. And he was at the top with a hundred percent. What was I don't know why I'm thinking about him right now, but what was the old Bengals coach called that was there for so long? Oh, uh, Marvin, Marvin Marvin Lewis. I hated him. He was a bad I miss coach. Him. I miss him. He was there for so long. Anyway, dude, I thought I thought Zach Taylor was going to be the same way, but Bengals are good. I do. Yeah, I was. Is Zach Taylor not bad, or is Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase really good? Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, which is also crazy that they ended up with those guys because they have a scouting department of like six people. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, no, but it's not it's not crazy that they ended up with those guys because those guys were so far and away like obvious yeah. picks. Yeah, you're right, but like T uh, Higgins late. T Higgins, that was, that's a big one. Like and, they, they did um, the done this time and time and again. What was the safety? Um, Jesse Bates, Bates, who's gone right. now. Yeah, he's he's gone. He signed in Atlanta. Teams, yeah, um, Atlanta could be good next year. Speaking of Desmond Ritter, <laughs> Connor's best dynasty quarterback. Just kidding. That's Trevor Lawrence. Okay. His twelve dynasty quarterbacks. Yeah. All right. This is where we should probably end it. Yeah. <laughs> when we're talking about Desmond Ritter, I think, <laughs> I <laughs> think it, we can log Jackson off. Still is still listening to it. He is. I don't know why Jackson. <laughs> Jackson, you're a hero. You are a hero. Um, thank you guys for listening to this episode. Great episode. I hope it lived up to the number 44 for you, Oscar. Uh, Dude, loved it. The only the only thing I'll say is go make a trade in your dynasty leagues, everybody. Yeah, let's do it. Jackson, let's talk. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll close this out. Thank you, Calvin Ridley in the number zero. You look sick as hell. Thank you, Sam Howell and Desmond Ritter, for all that you bring to us. Ooh, Jackson would like to speak. Before I close this out, we gotta we gotta let this guy say something. Okay. That comment earlier was directed at Sam. Sam has not hit me up. Oscar, I haven't. I know. I, I haven't traded. I haven't traded ever. Tried to trade everyone in the league yet. I just. I know. I know. I know. I know. But Oscar, you did call me out just now 
you're trying to trade me a running back whose knee literally exploded. His knee literally exploded. What? <laughs> he broke five different parts of his knee. He's good though. Yeah, and your really your thing is like, oh, he's probably going to be back at the start of the season. Why are the Broncos trying to rush him back just to injure him again? Like he shouldn't be walking there. Yet. The Broncos. Uh, okay, here's a hot take. The Broncos came back. Did he though? He did. He looked great last year. Last like four games. It took a while, but Jackson, do you have yeah. a closing thought? We probably should close this baby down. Um, the Cowboys haven't blown it yet, and it's it's been a really long time yeah. since Jerry's done something stupid. And it's honestly at this point, it's scary. Something's brewing. Something's brewing. Something crazy is going to happen. Cowboys uh, trade twenty six for twelve to draft Bajan Robinson, dude. But we also trade Dak Prescott, Prescott on the Texans. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a that's a good mm. thought, Jackson. Uh, really appreciate your Spotify picture being you holding a forty duct tape to your hand. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you, those guys. Oh. Yeah. Thank you, those guys who uh, I mentioned earlier. Thank you to Lamar for at least being a better drama than Aaron Rodgers. Thank you, Jackson, for popping in here. Oh, Dalton thank you, Dalton, for, for showing end. up five seconds before we close. He'll be he'll be on our next he'll be on our next one. I, I meant to include him as a host on this one. He'll be he'll be a co-host next time. Thank you, Sam. As always. Great co-host, legendary, uh, made 44 special for me. So can't, can't say enough good things. And thank you to the listener, as always, for coming in and hating yourselves with us. We will see you next week.